you're buying a platform, all a competitor has to do to match your features and functionality is go buy that platform. When you're building it custom, then you can build in a competitive advantage that, yes, they could also build a custom solution to do that, but it's gonna take them a little bit longer, gonna be a little bit more complicated. Good day and welcome once again to Commerce Today. My name is Darren. I'm one of your uh, co-hosts and as always, my uh, awesome partner here, Josh, to bring us all the, the commerce information and news that will help you today. So, all right, Josh, on the books for today, what is it? Uh, buy it or build it? What should you do? And we wait. <laughs> so, so what should we do on the, uh, on the buy it or build it? In yeah. the, in the, I guess it's in your commerce technology stack. There right? you go. I was waiting for the magic words. There commerce technology stack. That's our new buzzword for this week. Um, yeah, we're just going to talk about uh, when you should buy software off the shelf or subscribe to it, rent it, however you want to call it, and what you should build yourself um, or have built for you. And, and this is, I was warning Darren before the episode that we're going to be careful because this is one of those where I'm going to talk about how back in my day, we <laughs> built e-commerce websites uphill both ways in the snow. But but all joking aside, yeah, when I started, everything was custom. There was no buying software for e-commerce. You were, you were having somebody write it for scratch for you. Um, when you look like Amazon, imagine if Amazon was a new creation today versus back in the 90s when they first started because Amazon had to build everything from scratch. There were no platforms you could buy. But these days, it's a little overwhelming. Um, people will sell you anything and everything for your e-commerce business. It's kind of crazy the way you can go out there and you can buy a platform. You can buy a system that'll do your integrations for you, buy an OMS, an email platform. There's platforms that handle your drop shipping. I'm pretty sure at this point there's even platforms that would pick your products for you. We've talked before about how you can uh, deploy AI for your marketing. It seems like, you know, if you have the money, they will sell you anything and everything to where you don't have to do anything yourself or, or have anything built for you. Well, and, and also, can't you buy an all-in-one package? I hear it often mentioned all the time on uh, on all the advertising is all in one hey buy it it'll do everything you could possibly want and i can now sell my my homemade salsa recipe uh, bottles of homemade salsa all the time that i've always wanted to do but have never done you know this this is where i get in trouble with my friends that are in the sales or marketing world so <laughs> salespeople will sell you anything and e-commerce platforms i feel like sometimes it's a lot like buying a car They'll tell you, yeah, you know what, this platform, it does everything you need all in one, don't go anywhere else, turnkey, one payment. Oh, but there's the undercoating. And oh, but you're going to need, you know, the the accessory pack and the roof rack and this, that, and the other thing. And I find that in a lot of these platforms, and not all of them, but there's definitely a lot of these platforms where suddenly, oh, that's not actually included. That's a, a monthly subscription from this partner. Well, or, or the... Uh the common well once you have this many customers suddenly you're going to need to upgrade to the the high performance tires for your vehicle kind of thing in that kind of situation well all right so hey we used to build it from scratch now we've got platforms for everything in a previous episode we even talked about some really cool technology where we can kind of almost get rid of in a way the platform and have a whole bunch of little things so tell us josh what's a good way to approach this or what um how do we want to look at this? 
little things. You know, I'm going to I'm going to officially put forth to the software development <laughs> community. We no longer call them microservices. We call them those little, little things. things. Exactly. Um, I love it. So yeah, we we had an episode we talked some about mock and microservices and composable commerce and honestly, um, that got me thinking. I was talking to a merchant recently that was trying to decide do they they need to build an order management platform or buy an order management platform. And kind of looking at that, I realized the kind of the future here is either building kind of those microservices or buying those microservices and taking kind of that composable commerce approach. And what I mean by that is looking at it and realizing you don't have to necessarily build a full e-commerce or a full OMS platform if all you need is part of it. And so that's a, a big advantage of building versus buying because you buy a platform, say, for an order management system, and you're going to get every feature and functionality that they think anybody might ever need. for The Microsoft Word of, exactly. of, of e-commerce you're, platform. You're pulling coming. out your great oh, uh, stop, stop. text yes. example from exactly. Microsoft Word. Forget about that one. I love it. Um, yeah, so you get... All of those features, when you that's that's a lot of weight, basically. That's a lot to support, a lot to to learn. You might only need half of it, and that is where I feel like building um, and kind of building a bespoke system for your business. That's going to make a comeback. I feel like in the the nearest future, um, because I think especially with approaches like composable commerce, you can go and you can build just the pieces you need. So now your team's not having to learn. Like like the, the best example I have is. We had a situation where rolling out a big order management platform, but there's a couple of screens that the stores just didn't need, but the platform didn't have a way you could turn those off. So we found a browser add-on called Tamper Monkey that we still joke about all the time. And Tamper Monkey allows you to basically inject code into your own browser. So we deployed that out to all the stores to where anytime they would load this order management system, our extra little code was injected there that just hid those two tabs. Because we didn't want the stores clicking those tabs. They didn't know those tabs. Um, so... Merchant was having to pay for those tabs, pay for that functionality. We were having to do additional work to hide it, and it wasn't anything they even needed, but it was because, in that case, they had bought this platform off the shelf. And, and thinking, and this has been true for a number of years, they were thinking, hey, it's cheaper to buy something off the shelf than to build it from scratch. All right, so you almost have me convinced. However, comma, as I'm looking at this, and given the fact that I've got a couple extra days ahead of you in in life and experience here as as we go when i when i think about all these little pieces while it sounds great and you're getting in a way you're getting something that's as you said lighter hopefully more nimble able to do exactly what you need it to do how well and the challenge that i often see is is okay, you end up with those situations, but then they don't talk to each other. Or one speaks English, the other one speaks Spanish, or they, something like that. And, and you run into compatibility challenges. Or you then have to build the other little thing, widget, whatever, that connects them all together. And then you end up with a complexity that somebody then says, well, why didn't you just buy Microsoft Word? Um, are you getting commission from Microsoft? <laughs> no, okay. no, not at all. Okay. Just, I need to double check that. Um, 
You know, it's funny as you were talking, I, I, it just made me realize that as an industry, we try so hard to never use the word middleware. Like that is such a bad word that so many companies have tried to move away from. But in, in one way or another, sometimes it all comes back to middleware. And even with the, the mock approach, your microservices in some situations are basically micro middleware. Um, and so, yeah, they're definitely, you have to be careful because anytime you start talking about needing to build systems to help systems talk to other systems, your complexity and your cost is going up. But that's where, again, I think that if you're very strategic about what you're building and what you're buying and how it all ties together, you can limit that cost. You can limit the number of things that need to tie together. Sometimes you end up, you know, if you can build one thing, whether you build it as one big monolithic thing or as a set of microservices or composable commerce, if you can build that one thing that does what you need instead of having to go out and buy three different things, in the end, that can be a lot cheaper on the integration side because you have one thing you've built that needs to talk to your other technology stack versus three different things you bought that maybe all three of those need to talk to each other and all of your existing technology. So... All right. When you're building these things, let me ask you this, Josh, is a way to maybe make them work better together. You, you mentioned the mock, and I know we talked about it in another uh, episode as well as composable commerce, but is there, is there then a common language? And I don't want to get into the, you know, bits, bytes, bods, particles that of programming here, but is there a common set so that as long as I'm coding or I'm putting together these, these uh, micro services and I'm doing it under the same platform or, or uh, the same language and I'm using that same kind of language each and every time, does that then make it by default work better together? Yeah. You know, a lot of it is the, the A and mock stands for API first, that you're focusing on your API first. And I, I'm going to try not to get, I can already see your eyes, but I'm going to try not to get too technical here. API, application programming interface, it's a, a way that different systems can talk to each other. And there's kind of some standard APIs now, um, or API protocols, and really GraphQL being the one that uh, for the past few years has been kind of the darling of the developer world. So I think if you can buy or build things that take that API first approach, that have full API coverage, that use that GraphQL technology, um, it doesn't guarantee that it's plug and play. Again, that's one of those statements that, that they love to put in the brochures, just like it's all in one turnkey and you don't have to buy anything else. I don't ever trust it, but it's as close to turnkey as you're going to be able to get with these integrations. So it, it's, it's almost like saying they speak the same language. They just might need a common glossary that you put together for them. Okay. Well, we got a little bit into the weeds here on on the pieces, but I'm glad we did because it help, helps me understand what we're looking at. So for our listeners and for those merchants out there that are thinking about this, what might be the decision-making criteria that they might go through where they're deciding, okay, do I buy off the shelf or do I either in-house or do I hire an integration team to build these pieces for me? What's kind of that look like? Yeah, I, I think that really the, the first thing I would encourage, even before thinking about that criteria, is to realize that this the situation has changed a lot in the past two to three years. So I would encourage everybody to consider the, uh, the build it option and not just the buy it option. I think in cases where it used to maybe seem cost prohibitive, 
the costs are coming down and it's becoming simpler to do. I think that um, if you're you're the smallest merchant that's just getting started, I think there's a lot of uh, safety and security in some ways in buying it versus building it. But really, as you get beyond that, and especially as your projects, if you if your business shares 99% of commonality with the average e-commerce business, go buy it because you're the target market for these platforms. They've already built everything. Same time, I'd argue if your business has 99% in common with the average e-commerce business, you might not have a business. Like you might not have a competitive advantage. Yeah, Uh, for sure. And it, it may be, maybe going in and building it could be a, become a competitive advantage. Could it be a situation where by building it, by maybe, maybe that creates the, um, well, the greater profit because you can do it, maybe do more for less and, and be able to increase and, and outmaneuver your competition in those kind of situations. Yeah, definitely. And outmaneuver is a really good point because with, when you're buying a platform, all a competitor has to do to match your features and functionality is go buy that platform. When you're building it custom, then you can build in a competitive advantage that, yes, they could also build a custom solution to do that, but it's going to take them a little bit longer, going to be a little bit more complicated. Yeah. So, all right, we've been talking and, and I kind of went down the path of kind of what are the negatives, if you will, or the challenges that could come up with this. The benefits are definitely there. But what it really gives that that merchant the flexibility, and that's really what you're looking for. But it also goes back to even another episode where we're talking about previously about that MVP or MMP type of situation, and that's minimum viable product or minimum uh, marketable product, and. And so with those things, being able to just plug in certain pieces and quickly bring that to bear, that really fits that model. And you've already told us, Josh, that's winning right there. Oh, yeah, very much so. And uh, kind of an example of that that I can thought of is early in the pandemic, um, all of a sudden curbside pickup was the hot new thing. And it took some of the platforms out there. They all eventually got there, but it took them a while and then the companies that had teams building things custom, they were able to get there a lot faster. And they captured really a lot of revenue um, when they were the only game in town that offered curbside pickup. Interesting. And that goes along with, that's like along with kind of the the, the BOPUS, if you will, buy online, mm-hmm. pick up in store. And, and being able to provide that, because I know during COVID and all of that, the difference between certain vendors when when I went to go to their curbside where it was, they had thought it through well enough to know, hey, you don't just have to tell me when your car's here, tell me what parking spot you're at, and I will come exactly to that parking spot. And that makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. There's a big difference between the sometimes almost handwritten signs that said, call our store at this number and tell us you're here versus the app giving you a notification saying, we see you've parked. Tell us which parking spot number you're in. We'll be right out. Yeah, that's a really, really cool thing. All right. Well, any last thoughts on uh, on buy it or build it in, the, uh, in our custom world of e-commerce? Yeah, I would just say there's, as with all of these fun things, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer. And I think even if you find... I think within each company, you're going to find that it makes the most sense to buy in some cases and build in others. So don't assume that you have to just do one or the other. I think that 
maybe your core e-com platform you end up buying, but then your you know surrounding ancillary services could be a good place where you might want to build. Well, and you reminded me of one thing here, Josh, in that decision-making criteria with some of the complexities here. Doesn't this also come into play of if I'm a merchant, if I don't have a a team of developers that I have that have either these skills or or other the skills to do this, that kind of puts me at a place where buying it starts to may, may potentially make more sense where I can buy it and then maybe make some adjustments to it. Whereas, I guess the other opportunity, and this I want to ask you and, and, and get your thoughts on how do we, how does a, how does a, um, uh, a merchant make the best decision around that? Yeah, I think you have to look at it as what are your long-term commerce plans and kind of compare the costs of building out either an in-house team or a relationship with a, an integrator versus buying everything. Because I think that you could reach a, a point pretty quickly where it makes more sense financially even to build that team or have a relationship with the team to be able to build things. Because Again, as we talked back in that MVP episode, um, you should always be launching new features, new functionality for your website. Like it's not not a one and done kind of thing. And so, if you're always going to be doing that, well, that might actually tip the the financial scales towards uh, wanting to build out a team. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right, well, Cash, we'll leave you here. Do you buy it or do you build it? Um, we've got some ideas for you. And as always, uh, thank you for tuning in to Commerce Today. And definitely like this one. And we would love in your comments, uh, let us know on the buy it or build it. Let us know what your thoughts are and how you see things and, and obviously any questions. So with that, as always, take care. Have a great rest of your day.